everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We had a few technical difficulties with Jasmine's connection in this one. I tried to edit it as carefully as possible, but if there's just a few little errors in her, in her sound, please forgive us and hope you still enjoy it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are so excited today to be here to be talking New Year's, new movies. Uh, the month of January is behind us and we got a, a lot of films from Hallmark and we're going to give our thoughts about them. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jasmine's here. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Today is my Friday, so I'm excited to start my weekend off doing this podcast. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like a long month, didn't it, January? Yes. I had the same conversation with a couple of my other coworkers, like, this month has been so long. I'm like, I don't know when it's going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> well, very good. We should let the listeners know that you're going to be hearing more from Jasmine coming up because we have officially made her our newest co-host. So exciting. Welcome to being a co-host of Hallmarkies podcast, Jasmine. I'm just excited you guys invited me into your guys' world. I listen to you guys. You know, I tweet with you guys, and I've been on the podcast as a guest and had the opportunity to join you guys. I'm just honored and blessed and hope to learn from you ladies, grow with you ladies, and hear from the listeners as well. Yeah, we're excited to have you for sure. Uh, we, I just, I can't even believe it sometimes that anybody's willing to give up of their time and efforts to help me and, uh, and make this all work. And, uh, so I'm so grateful to all of the co-hosts and the guests and everybody who helps make this work. Uh, so, uh, we have New Year's new movies. This is the second year they've gone with that title as opposed to winter fast. How do you feel about that? It feels different. I guess, you know, I guess you're trying to mix it up a little bit because I'm so used to like winter fast, like, okay, I'm ready for like, you know, more time in the snow yeah. after New Year's. But this time I'm like, okay, we're doing a brand new, I guess, a brand new approach, a brand new feel, I guess, going towards that New Year resolution per se. Yeah, I think that it maybe it allows them to put movies that are actually, you know, summer movies or fall movies or whatever, put them in the, uh, in that they don't have to necessarily have to be as tied to snow, but it is kind of a nice, uh, <laughs> nice cool down from the Christmas uh, season to have Winterfest, I felt like. Definitely, because I, as much as I love Christmas, like, I'm like, what was I missed from Christmas? What was I did not see? I'm like, it's kind of like a nice pace, like I'm going downhill now. How did you feel overall about these movies we got six movies five from hallmark one from hallmark movies mysteries overall did you think it was a good slate or not the best i thought it was a good slate some movies i felt could have been more pushed later in the year versus during the new year section though but there were good contenders some were like eh, but there were great contenders yeah, I don't know. I and they were okay. I thought it was overall a kind of a weaker slate, but it's hard, you know, just coming off of the high of Christmas because there's so many great movies, and then these weren't as good. <laughs> but but there's some ups and downs. I'll say that. I'll say that. So well, we're gonna dive in, and uh, and we will see what we think. So they started New Year's Day with where the heart belongs and it was originally called love is trending when we did the preview it was called love is trending they changed it to where the heart belongs which is definitely a better title less cringe and the summary is Mackenzie sullivan is a new york-based marketing executive struggling to keep her clients when she returns home to a rural maple farm to help her best friend plan her wedding in just two weeks Mackenzie learns the hard way that the love and support of family and true friends means more than she'd imagined. So what are your overall thoughts about this movie? Or thought, let's see, my thoughts, I actually enjoyed this movie, actually. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I was like rooting for the best friend because I saw the different, I guess for me, I saw a different representation, like, you know, people who were like short, tall, uh, you know, curvy, but I love 
maybe I just love, you know, Christopher Russell in these type of movies because, you know, his smile gets me every time. I'm not going to lie. The McKenzie character really got recommended a little bit sometimes. The I, I, I. I love what her best friend calls it. The I, I, I. But, you know, you know, I will say, will I watch it again? Maybe. Yeah, you're nicer than me. I did not enjoy this film. I, oof. I mean, I love Jen Lilly. I love Christopher Russell. They are so nice. But her character was a pill in this movie. I did not like her at all. I mean, she was so rude to her friend and not letting uh, her friend have the wedding that she wants, pushing all of her stuff onto her, even when it comes to the wedding dress, because it was going to be good for her Instagram and followers mm-hmm. and she was just a terrible maid of honor and a terrible friend like i 100 agree with that because behind like behind in her ear was tristan like her assistant i'm like i hate i wrote my nose like i hate tristan i hate him so much <laughs> and terrible. i literally like i was like with her best friend I'm like you're rude i should get you off my wedding this is about me not about you you care about this and that like yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was her character. In that Not wedding, her person, but yeah, yeah that, that wedding dress, the couture wedding dress, was so oh ugly. It was. <laughs> I'm like, who picked these dresses that were? I'm like, I'm seeing better couture gowns, but no. <laughs> yeah, and I felt like even at the end. Yeah. I felt like even at the end, she still kind of took over the wedding and still was making it about what she wanted more than about her friend. Yeah, about, I'm like, you know, you're trendy. I'm like, trending. I'm like, wait a minute, this is about your best friend. Yeah. And also the fact that they kind of took over the wedding too, declaring their love for each other on her friend's day was kind of rude too. I was, I was pissed that was me yeah. or even my best friend sitting there. I'm like, I would never, ever do that to my best friend. But yeah, that was her cousin too. Cause it was her cousin. <laughs> yeah. If you're the maid of honor, like, don't, I mean, it's one thing, I guess I've seen people do proposals at weddings, but they have like the permission and everybody knows and, you know, it's kind of a thing. Um, and I guess I could, that's fine. But in this case, I mean, she really was trying, she really ended up kind of overshadowing the bride. And even after all of the, she was supposedly learned a lesson, which I was like, what? You didn't learn nothing. No. So she was just very unlikable. And Jen Lilly is one of the more likable people on the planet. So how on earth did they make her so unlikable? I don't know how, but she channeled that like, that I, Mimi, like, you know, diva moment of my career's first or this, like, you know, this guy's no step in her dad's, like, business, like, that's his personal business, but you never been back home to even care about what's going on with the maple farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and the whole, all the maple stuff, that definitely felt very fall. Like, this was obviously a fall movie. Definitely, definitely. it could have, yeah, definitely, that could have definitely been a fall movie place and fall mm-hmm. as a country thing with haze and everything yeah yeah so i don't know i mean this one oof, it was a rough sit for me i give it like a two out of five crowns i was gonna do two i was gonna do, I was gonna do two and a half crowns but only thing i wanted to know was only thing i kind of liked it out of the whole movie was the fact that every no two things one i love how they did the bachelorette um little campground section where they all like you know with a oh, favorite yeah. spot they have like you know that's like, that was, like my one of my favorite scenes two would have to be when every spot they went to they had like i guess their their favorite song i'm like like from when they were in like middle school okay and then last but not least the mix cd all i need to know either Jen or Chris Root, if they're listening, I didn't even know which voice and men's uh, song was on that mix CD. That's all I need to know. Yeah. That's it. 
know you're going to be hearing it like, at, at the end of the road or something like that. Well, in general, or you thought I make love to you? Like, I just need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I need to know. Definitely. Well, all right. Well, next we have the, the first Wedding Veil movie. And it's uh, the first installment of an enchanting new trilogy starring three of Hallmark's most beloved leading ladies as longtime college friends who discover a mysterious antique veil fabled to unite its bearer with her true love. After discovering a long lost painting, museum curator Avery and successful new board member Peter investigate the artwork's origins as they plan a charity fundraiser to unveil its restoration. So I'll, I'll go first on this one. I, I thought overall this was an okay movie. I thought that Lacey and Kevin were had pretty good chemistry and they elevated it. I also liked all the scenes with the three girls and their friendship. That was nice. Um, all the stuff with the charity event planning, that was very boring. That did not interest me at all. I just was like, uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and I thought that Kevin McGarry was incredibly handsome in the movie, but he should not have tried that accent. It was bad. I was like, I'm like, please don't miss really his accent just keeps slipping in there. I'm like, every, like, maybe every 10 minutes, I'm like, I could be accent again. Yeah. What's it for? You gotta do a Boston accent? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Boston accent that was like flowing in and out. <laughs> it's like half Canadian, yeah, half Boston. <laughs> yeah. well in my eyes i see the wedding veil aka the sisterhood of a traveling veil in my eyes that's, right. that's what i'm getting the vibe yeah <laughs> and i don't know if you agree but i feel like autumn's movie coming up will be the best of the three do you do you feel that i feel though i'm not seeing come i want to say it is going to be the best because um I believe they did actually go to Italy. Did they go to Italy, actually? I'm trying to remember. I, th I think they did. And I, I don't know. It just sounds the most fun of any of the three. We don't know that much about Allison's one yet. We haven't gotten a trailer or much information, so. Kind of went forward towards the end of the movie, though, but it was kind of shaky towards the end when um, Allison brought up, like, you know, her character brought up, you know, yeah, my boyfriend, he's, he's out of town because he didn't come as her plus one to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. They were so, they were so not being like, you know, officially married, but like, we're good. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and, and they are all, all three of these actors are in their 40s. So it does feel a little bit hard to believe. I believe they're all in their 40s. It feels a little bit hard to believe that they, I guess Lacey's 39. It feels a little hard to believe that none of these three women would, would have, would all be unmarried. <laughs> not in <laughs> relationships you know at this point uh at least divorced with kids you know like i don't know feels a little bit unrealistic uh but of course we love all three and they did have nice chemistry you felt like they were friends but i will say this though i really wanted to give um the rivalry between um her co-worker trying to get that spot as a curator I was like I just want to I just want to just just like push him off his desk like you're having all this high horse trying to you know try to you know what's the word I'm looking for not telling people like oh this is what's going with the painting try to sabotage there we go sabotaging uh -huh. her chances because you're way behind the race and I was like and she um was nice enough to even help you out regardless yeah he was yeah. on my good list yeah, he, he and, was from the <laughs> yeah, he was a lot. He was a lot. And, and really the whole conflict was very much a snooze. I have hard to even completely remembering what it was. It was, he thought, okay, so he thought that she was getting married because he thought he saw the veil in San Francisco. Yeah. And this whole time, he, I'm like, did you not look at her ring? She does not have a ring on her finger. Yes, some people don't have their rings on, but she didn't have a ring on this whole time. You just ask a question. I mean, it's as simple as that, you know? So what's going on? You know, just talk it out. Oh, 
but uh but i mean kevin mcgarry looked so dreamy in this movie he did he put anything in one calls the heart to shame i mean he looked great like, like he did, I'm sitting here like, they're walking, like, you know, do the Rose Gardens. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, yeah, that's the Rose Garden. I know that. I know that that place where they're sitting at. I was there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. This, I'd give it three out of five. It it was honestly kind I would of give boring it to me. But... Yeah, definitely would give it three out of five. Maybe because I feel like it, because I know they're gonna play it again starting um, this weekend for a lover for Loverberry. Yeah, that'll be good. But I feel like it really should have been the start for this movie, not because it's only has like a new movie starting up. Like we already got the movie in the middle of January. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So we have The Perfect Pairing is the next movie. And this is uh, influential and anonymous food and wine critic Christina finds herself at a winery she panned in the past. She hopes to leave before anyone else finds out who she is, but she instead slips on ice and hits her head. The Hollingbrook family, led by single father Michael, graciously takes Christina in while she recovers and tries to jog her memory in the process. Uh, Christina helps the Hollingbrooks prepare for their annual wine tapping party, which includes Michael's risky project, Ice Wine. So, <laughs> I don't know. Did you get to see the Ice Wine movie on Lifetime this Christmas, slash Christmas? I did, actually. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think in comparison to this movie? Ooh. <laughs> as I kept watching them, no, as I kept watching these movies, I was like, it drew me back to the 2007 Hallmark movie, uh, Falling in Vermont. That because you know they both were kind of like similar. Uh-huh. I was dead on the parallel to the fall movie of Falling in Vermont with um, Julie Gazzano. Oh, that's so, true. Same plot, that's yeah. Amnesia one. Only <laughs> yeah, Hallmark can be hit and miss with their amnesia movies. You know, you have something like that. But then you have, uh, or even the most recent, uh, the um, uh, uh, coming home for Christmas. What is it? Um, the one with just Oh God, I forgot what it was. Oh my gosh, can't think of it. I can't think of Time it. Time for them is to come home for Christmas. That's what it was. There it is. I, I like, forget the pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> that one was decent. Uh, and but then they had the Christmas on my mind. That was terrible. I hated that one. So they can be hit and miss with the amnesia. Um, yes. well, this- watching it, like looking from like the perfect pairing to watching like falling for Vermont. Uh-huh. The only difference was okay, car accident in the Vermont one slipped on the ice, hit her head. Yeah. They both have a they're living with a single father with kids. The ice house was like, you know, the wife's, you know, thing in the Vermont, the husband had the canoe, you know, and you know, they got along with the kids great. It, everything was like they get well left their memory back. They both found out either they had a love interest. But I'm so mad about the family. The uh-huh. boyfriend the mom, your child, your child has amnesia. Don't know where they're at. Like they're not at my phone. 
Where, where was the airport? Where where was the police report? At least the other one they did a police report at least. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't think she was maybe I think maybe they tried to say, well, she wasn't the best at like keeping in touch and stuff like that when she was off doing these these visits. But I definitely liked this better than the Lifetime movie. The Lifetime Ice Wine movie was too much business for me. It was very dull and no chemistry, in my opinion. This one, I think there was pretty good chemistry and at least it had a story. At least something happened besides like planning this business. Um, so I think this was better and you can always benefit from a Julie Sherman Wolf script with the banter and the dialogue and uh, between the two of them. The only bone I have to pick with this movie is that I didn't appreciate them making critics the villain. Critics aren't villains. <laughs> critics yeah. are, are trying to do a public service to the community mm -hmm. to help them to be able to make purchases. You only have so many, the average person can only go to so many different wineries or so many different restaurants or so go to see so many different movies. And so they turn to a critic to say, okay, critic, you've seen most everything. You've seen a lot. And so I'm going to rely on your expertise to give me guidance to help me to be able to make an informed decision. We're not the enemy. We're not bad. We're not, <laughs> we're not trying to find fault. Like any critic that is worth their salt genuinely loves whatever it is that they are writing about and talking about. Uh, if it's somebody that's just there for like publicity or to be an angry critic, you know that right away and don't give them your time. Don't listen to their reviews. Don't give them any attention. And in this movie, she had given them a bad review because of the corked wine, which I don't really understand what that means because I'm not a wine person. But nevertheless, she'd given them a bad review because they'd given her bad product. It is not her responsibility as a critic to give them a second chance. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not... The job of a critic. If I did that with every single movie that I review, I wouldn't be able to review mm -hmm. very many movies if I give every single one a second chance. That's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to watch the films, write my review, and try to try to use all the other films that I've seen to give guidance to the people that are reading my review. And so the fact mm -hmm. that they expected her to apologize for her review which you should never do if you're a critic. You should never apologize for your opinion. That's what you're, you're doing your job. That's what you're paid to do. You're providing a public service to the community that, that read your reviews. You should never apologize. And the fact that they treated her like she was a villain in this movie kind of annoyed me because that's just not the facts. Like, it, that's how I percent yeah, because even though she even said it to her boyfriend, like, I'm giving honest review, like, this is from yeah. my personal, like, what it could be, it could have been, it could have been where she could have had that bottle of wine, it could have been, but it could have been tampered with, not even the wine we didn't even know about, but like, she giving the room, like, this, what happened, they could have said this later on, like, okay, I understand, maybe something happened in the barrel, something happened during the process of bottling, or with the corkscrew within it, like, something could have deteriorated along the way, but she gave her on that batch within that unit of that wine, that's what it was. And there are good there are backwards in between, but they're getting on reviews to help you be better. I think that got me at the end when she gets the positive review of the wine, he's like, Oh, that means so much to me. Thank you so much. And that wouldn't mean anything to him if she hadn't been honest in the beginning. If she had lied and said that the bad wine tasted good because she didn't want to, to hurt the winery, then when she actually mm -hmm. says, no, this is great. This is one of the best wines I've ever had. It would mean nothing because she would have complimented the terrible wine. Exactly. So you can't be glad and love critics when they like stuff that you like and then hate them and think they're the villain when they don't like things that, you know, you like. I feel like for the Merlot, what you trying to gain, like, they're actually pretty good. I felt like if she was like with the the um the ice wine as a redemption for them for her to try, that would have been different. Even knowing the amnesia and everything, like 
that was her, that was to give like, this was better than the Merlot when I first tried it, but this right here, you redeem yourself. And also I wish that she, instead of her stepping out of like, I guess, doing wine reviews, I wish that she would have did uh, more of like the baking side. Cause it was just like, it made her kind of like a hobby where she could have used that as a pairing yeah. business to a winery. And that would have right. been perfect because she would have the cookies and everything with some of his wine. That's true. Well, and especially with the ice wine, because I guess it's sweet. So that would have yes. worked. Yeah. But even all that said about my complaint about them making critics the villain in this movie, I still didn't mind it. I thought it was a perfectly cute movie. I thought they had good chemistry and they didn't have too much business. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of a, a cute little movie, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, this is something I would definitely watch again. Because I was like, I love this movie. Love the thing. I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah. So I would give this one 3.5 out of 5. I was going to give it a 4. Because it's yeah. like one of my best ones. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell. Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And we have, don't forget, I love you. This is on her birthday. Taylor opens a time capsule left by her deceased mother, which contains six envelopes. In each one is a challenge to complete challenges that her mother, aware of Taylor's many anxieties that hold her back, knew would expand her horizons and give her the push she needs in life and to open her mind and heart to the possibility of love. So overall, what did you think about this one? I feel as though it was the pace for me. Like in the beginning, I was like, this is boring. Like even me, like it slowly starts to get up towards like maybe the middle for me which are doing the challenges, but as I kept watching it and I rewatched it one more time, like, I get it where someone's challenging yourself, like, you know, they're challenging you, like, you know, coming out of your comfort zone, like, trying things you dare not you would do, kind of like a new, a new me fear. I thought it could have been stronger. I don't know. I thought it could have been stronger in a sense. Like, yeah. they are so, made, made are so scary, like, you know, it could have been more better. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Overall, I thought it was sweet. It does definitely, it's slow. And the whole conflict when she thinks that he's going to be with Sarah, he's going to give the ring to Sarah, um, and then she's so devastated, but they've hardly known each other. Like, it's not been very, like, I feel like that's kind of an extreme reaction for her. It's only been a, a few days, a few weeks. But uh, I thought they had okay chemistry, the two of them. What do you yeah. think? They had okay chemistry. I'm not going to lie. I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like Devin Alexander's um, character as Kyle, like, shine bright in this movie because I actually related to him, like, him doing his little dating, like, oh, fights right. on his phone and stuff. Like, he literally, like, this is the second movie he's been in within the um, the new year, new movies um, for this whole um, set. And he's been shining in all of these movies as a side character. Yeah, like, he was shining. And I liked that whole scene when he thinks that she's confessing that he, she's in love with him. That was good. Yes. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You can't do I'm sweating. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so I liked the whole crossing the bridge scene. What do you think of that? That was beautiful. It was just like 
Number one, I need to know where that bridge is at. Number two, I need to say some type of fear. And it made it made it was like a great challenge within herself to conquer any fear she had within herself, any doubts, like you know, and also learning to trust at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in Vancouver. I'm pretty sure we've seen that in other uh Hallmark yeah. movies, that bridge. <laughs> um so but the challenge about the fact that we have this beautiful bridge in Vancouver, we did all the things. But we had the green screen when we were sitting at the car. Right. That's Take true. Taking a some different area. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the challenges that her mother left for her in the time capsule is mm-hmm. one, first one, get to know someone new. Easy enough. Cute. Yes. Do something you're afraid of. Also relatively easy to do. Then play hooky for a day and do nothing or anything. So that sounds fun. Next one, join a team. Be spontaneous and then tell someone you love them. What do you think of these challenges? I think I love these challenges. It made you really think. It made you really, you know, she really had to think like, what can I do? Like thinking of these different ideas, like I can try this or her dad was going to like, mm, try something else. Like it made, you, it made you dig deep in yourself, like in these questions, like, can I make a new friend? Can I face my fears of something either as hiked or, you know, doing something I've never done before. Like crossing a, a big bridge with something like a hundred feet over me. Um, you know, also telling someone like, you know, that I love you. Maybe she never told a her a guy that that they, that she loved them. Like she maybe told you know, her dad or her mom, but having the courage to say that maybe she had rejection in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, like those different things happen. Like sitting here, like, are they really talking about my life right now? <laughs> what would you do for something you're afraid of? What would be a, something you challenge yourself? Let's see. I actually did this um, last summer. I wanted to go ca- canoeing. Cause I was like, I was, I was like, you know, excited. I'm like, I'm gonna try this and stuff like that. I did it um, over in Santa Barbara area um, on the coast. I literally about a hundred feet out, not thinking, okay, I'm paddling and paddling. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm a, there's hundred feet of water underneath me. I'm not sure if a shark would pop out, sea lions, I don't know. And it was, it was nervous. I'm thinking I'm going to fall. It was just nervous. I'm like, I've never done this before. You know, I started getting seasick towards the end because someone, which my best friend got to tell me, take the little water pills so you won't get seasick. But it challenged me. Um, even couples, they were like, I'm not going to lie. I can do, do this by myself because she had her husband with her like, like, you're a rock star. I'm like, I want her faking the fuck. Like, I could do this. Okay, I'm getting tired. I need to take a nap. Okay, I'm keep doing it. It made, it made me challenge myself, like, how much strength I have. Do I trust myself in this, like, big canoe boat that is going to hold me up? Um, please don't let me fall in the water because I'm not sure how I'm going to get back up in this boat, even though you showed me how. But that right there was a great challenge in myself. Besides climbing a volcano in <laughs> For me, I would... I have a little bit of anxiety around like wild animals. Like it's one thing if it's like a, a dog or cat that I know and, you know, I'm comfortable with, I'm, I'm okay there for the most part, but especially anything that's like wild. Uh, and when I was in Japan, this was years ago, there's this city. Uh, it's like Nala or Nana or something like that. Anyway, there's a city where they have tons of deer that, that are all over the place, just all over the whole city. And, uh, and they sell, they have these vendors that sell these little wafers and, uh, and you hold the, uh, you hold the wafer out and the deer like literally come towards you and surround you. And I was terrified. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's called Nara. Sorry, Nara. Nara, <laughs> Japan. And I was just like, take the, take the wafers, take them, take them, leave me alone. <laughs> 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 I was 
So that was definitely a moment of like challenging my fears. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was scared of like you know, the tigers in the mountains as being a Girl Scout camping as a teenager was more scary. I'm like, okay, fears, you never know what they can do. <laughs> They're not like little bambies. <laughs> no. Well, especially if they're like wild, they're not in a zoo, they're not tamed in any way, yeah. not used to, uh, but yeah, they will literally come up and surround you if you have these wafers and it is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one for me. Um, what did you think of all her essential oils and affirmations? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It was like her routine was very repetitive and I was, I, I wanted to know why that was very repetitive. I want I really want to know the reason behind that. Like what's yeah. the affirmation? Was it because, you know, was it because her mom's death or something had to be connected with her to start doing affirmations? I really wanted to know about that. You know, she did the same thing, got up, you know, got dressed, had herself for you, same thing. The affirmation. Um, I, I really want more. Want to know more about that in her routine. But I did love how she got tripped up when she didn't make her meal prep. When she was in the refrigerator, she's like, "Oh, I don't have my meal." Yeah. Uh, she's out of her. She's out of her her routine. Well, her mom was awfully lucky that you know she plans all this stuff for her, and you know she's this beautiful woman, Amelia Ulrup, and that she for thirtieth birthday that she had never. That she was, she could have found the, the time capsule and been married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that a little bit different, <laughs> but <laughs> she's lucky. Um, as far as the play hooky for a day and do nothing or anything. So for that one, in general, that's not a problem for me because I work from home and I have a pretty flexible schedule. <laughs> but I do have a really hard time when there's something on my calendar and I like I stick to that like I'm very you know strict with my calendar and I you know I live and die by my calendar um so I guess it would maybe be a little bit difficult but I would really just have to you know notify the person and be like can we reschedule (laughs) and then I have the day off it's not that big a deal but I mean, it isn't. An adult. I don't think you can really play hooky. Like you have responsibilities, and you have to let people know I'm not going to be in today. You can't just not show up, right? It's not. It's not, it's not like you know, like like we're at college where like I'm going to do class school here or yeah. Sorry, mean girls, I can't come. I'm sick. We have no. We can't play hooky all the time. <laughs> Yeah, you can't just do a Ferris okay. Bueller when you're an adult. Like, you're... Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, it's hard to do it on my day off. <laughs> so, join a team. If you were going to join a team, what would you join? Oh, I mean, Hallmarkies podcast, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Um, I really, I know, I some of my friends are trying to get me to do a bowling league, even though I work at a bowling alley but they want me to join their team but I you know I'm kind of I want to get back out actively so I'm thinking about either trying to find like a softball team to join but nine ten probably gonna be a bowling league for actually hang out with people but also look look I'm not look I'm hitting all the five you know challenges I'm gonna meet new people that I've never met you know with things yeah. my fears yeah. with things I'm doing something you know you know I'm playing hooky, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to fall in love somewhere. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, no, no, my fall in love says I'm talking to somebody. And it might be like that one um, Hallmark movie where they got married to Bowling Alley, which I'm not going to do. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I also am not a big spontaneous person. I don't really, I like to, I like, I don't really like surprises. I like kind of knowing I enjoy the planning part of things. I enjoy, you know, when I'm entertaining and planning out kind of a theme for the party and, and uh, making things fun. And, and I, I like the planning part. So for me, the spontane- spontaneity actually kind of is a little bit stressful and it removes some of the fun of like, of the planning. <laughs> I don't love spontaneity. What about you? 
you know what? I am down like last minute. Like if if, somebody, if it's something serious like last minute, last minute, I can be about games with that. Unless it's pre-planned, or if everything's pre-planned, like last minute, it's like, oh, we're going this. I'm like, no way. Right. Or like I can do surprises though, but not crazy surprises. Like I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then tell someone you love them, and I guess this technically wouldn't have to be a romantic love. It could be a True. friendship kind of a thing. Um, so that's probably how our, how I get around it. But we find <laughs> out at the end that her mother, who she always saw as the super confident person, that her yeah. mother did the same challenge. And that's how she won over her father. Uh, her, her mother won over her father. And... So who knows? Maybe we're all missing. And this is the key. Maybe we all need to go up to somebody at like our neighbors across the street or the grocery store or something and be like, hi, I want to meet you. <laughs> Let's go buy a hookie. Let's do something. You know, Maybe that's the key I to romance. We've been wrong all this time. You know, I guess the new term of like taking your shot and you know, facing your fears. <laughs> And it was kind of, I'm not sure if this, I'm not sure if, it wasn't addressed in the movie though, but I want to know how old, uh, when her mother got her, her same challenges from her mother. Was I think it it's always on the 30th birthday, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's, that's a new, like, you know, era versus being your 20s, you're having fun, doing this and that, but your 30s, you're on a whole different, like, path. I'm still it's learning. true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I... I just turned 41 and I have to say turning 40 was a lot easier than turning 30. 30 was hard. It was definitely hard. Uh, I just felt like I'd accomplished nothing by 30. <laughs> it was pretty discouraging, but don't worry. It, it got better. It got better. Uh, so okay. yeah. Do you think that Sarah gives up too easily on Josh? Uh, because she, she had evidently been dating him or interested in him for quite a while. And then Taylor comes in and all of a sudden is, she's like, okay, you're obviously made for each other. I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She so, did because she, I guess maybe we saw her the first time, like, maybe if we are together, I'm not sure. Are they like really more than just friends, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I thought, she, you know, maybe because Maybe that's the, that anxiousness, because she did, you know, start getting anxious, you know, have anxiety a little bit, especially when she was trying to tell Josh, like, I love you, but it, it, it didn't happen because he was holding the box, the ring, and I'm still confused about this ring. Wait, wait now I remember, he wasn't opposed to Taylor because he was not a figure for his daughter, but it was like, no, it's not going to work like that because yeah. you, it was your connection. If you were bringing over a casserole to a new neighbor, what what would you bring? What's your go-to casserole? Ooh, my yeah. go-to casserole. Hmm. Knowing me, I will probably do some type of bake. I guess like um like the penne, like kind of like, like a spaghetti oh, yeah. though, but like a penne version with That's cheese good. on it. You know. Like, I probably do homemade versus, like, the can, but I probably try to do, do homemade and have it in there and put some love in it. Mm, that sounds what good. Yeah, I like an Italian <laughs> casserole. That's good. Or a lasagna, that kind of thing. Um, but I also love this one that uh, my mom would sometimes make with, that was kind of like a nacho casserole. With like, It was kind of like Ooh. enchiladas, but, like, them flat, not rolled up like an enchilada. Um, with the layers of okay. cheese and the meat and everything that was pretty good <laughs> i also like a good pot pie like a chicken pot pie oh my god yes <laughs> it's, it's especially when you have thanksgiving like me me and my aunt every year we did do a couple of years now like after thanksgiving we turn whatever leftovers after the after my cousins have like their sandwiches we'll make a turkey pot pie oh, that sounds good yeah it's a big yeah. one so good Two days, you know, let's be, you know, let's be not too late to go to Costco and get the chicken pot pie, which I just need the recipe. 
Well, you can make chicken pot pie super easy. Yeah, and you can make chicken pot pie super easy uh, with just, yes. if, if you use Bisquick, make a Bisquick topping, and then you just use like cream chicken soup, chicken, mm -hmm. and some mixed vegetables. That's it. It's like so fast. Anyway, we got you. <laughs> so, what would you give this one out of five crowns? Let's see. I'm gonna probably do a three. Just you know, mm -hmm. if I could get a bit more there, you know, there's still some holes where I need to be answered. But I said, if I watch the second time around, like I get it, like I understand. You know. And we all were, we're on this 30 life together and understanding our challenges. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give it a three. Okay, yeah, and I will give it a 3.5. We have Butlers in Love. And this is in a prestigious Butler Academy, passionate Emma and rebellious Henry train to become royal butlers where the competition is fierce and sparks fly. So I was pretty hyped for this film, I have to tell you. I thought it looked <laughs> hilarious. I had, I don't know, just like so novel and fun. And I loved introducing, interviewing Stacey Farber. That was really fun. And Anna White's a delight who wrote it. Um, it just sounded a fun. And in the end, I think it was fun. I, I liked everything about the Butler Academy and them learn all the challenges and them learning how to do all the different things and pour wine and stuff like that. And, and I thought they had pretty good chemistry and it was fun dynamic. The only thing that didn't work for me about this movie was I really thought it was a stretch to believe that these parents are so disappointed and upset that their son doesn't want to become a butler and wants to become a chef. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just, in the year 2022, it's, it's just, those kind of plot lines are extremely difficult to believe. So that was a little much, I thought. But other than that, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. I'm not gonna lie. The when I first saw the title, like commercial, I'm like, don't tell me it's gonna be boring. Cause I really thought it was, cause when I was watching the, like, the trailer, I'm like, okay, I see like the, the promos, I'm like, cause that was the other actress that we talked about earlier. I'm like, cause they favor a lot, Stacey and uh, was it Sarah, what was her name? They favor a lot, I'm like, are they twins? What's going on? But after just watching the movie, like, I'm sitting here like, I love this movie. Maybe because I've seen Stacey, you know, Stacey since the grassy days, so I'm like, I was hyped for it, but this was really like, I get get to go into the butler role and understand, like, this is what it means to be a butler, like, going through the academy. I'm like, I didn't know just because butler academies. I'm like, I'm learning so much about, you know, they learn about, I guess, setting tables to iron. I'm like, there's more to that. And I'm like, wow. But they did, I love their banter, by the way. Their banter was hilarious. I, I get you not. I love their banter. It was cute. He can, he can time late, but he got his, but he's on season cues because he's a legacy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess he got away with everything because he knew how to do it all because of his experience. And so he didn't have to be there on time. He didn't have to, but it was disrespectful to the other students yeah. who were trying. I think to this day, I know I talked to basis about how everybody, you know, follows tradition of doing either being a butler or being this or that. And I feel, you know, probably it's 2022. I feel like taking on some areas or some small percentage Families still follow that. This is our legacy. We have to go into this family business. This is the legacy. I want to pass this up. Like, you know, there's probably some people do have broke tradition. And I'm glad he stood up to his parents. And I feel like his mom was the one that was so happy because he, he, she saw her baby stand up. Like, because she gave him so much for her husband, myself, of being a butler that she saw her like her son. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's just hard to believe. In, it's just hard to believe in this year that parents would actually behave that way. I mean, it just makes me laugh even when you say it that twenty in twenty twenty two, you have people that are upset their child didn't become a butler. Like it's just ridiculous. That was I was like, how you become? I'm like, some people have those dreams. I'm like, I want to be a butler. I'm like, 
that was not my dream. No, it was not no. mine either. <laughs> That's for sure. But I, I thought that they had nice chemistry. I liked Maxwell Caulfield. I thought that he was fun as the head butler guy. And a lot of people seem to be annoyed at the ending. I didn't have any problem with the ending. I don't understand why people were annoyed with it. I guess because she quit her job. But I, I thought that was refreshing. You know, like you figure out you have a new dream, something else that you want. And so, you, mm-hmm. you know, you go after it. Like, I really agree because it could have went two ways. It could have been one way where she could have stayed, even though it was, you know, that's her dream job. Um, he could have showed up at the end where he could have been the new chef at the compound for the noble that she was serving as a butler. And that could have been a cute little, like, ending, you know. But option two, I love how they took it where this is what I thought my dream was. I, you know, as much as I love it, this is where my heart is not at. And that reassures not only for men, but for also women that we can have these dreams, but after we get into it, you know, we have a different path where we want to take in this industry somewhere else. So she would, cause she, she can do anything about it. You could be a concierge, you could do all these other things, hotel, you know, that when they did, they ended up being at the hotel where he saw his idol as a chef and got on as, you know, as an apprentice, as a job. And they could exactly. even like, work in the future on like a yacht or someplace like that they uh they could so who knows we could get butlers in love too (laughs) and then what the important thing i got from him as well was the fact that he was telling her that i don't want to do the butler because i only know it's taking up our time and everything but i want to have a family i want to have a wife i want to have a life outside of it and I, yeah. I, never, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, even though, even though was like, yeah, you're not going to have any days off. You know, you're going to be working. I'm like, wow, this is the reality of it. Like, mm-hmm. she saw, you know, the glitz of grandmother, like, traveling. So all these different things of how pride, you know, for the position, but not knowing that she would lose a lot. Right. Time yeah. So she tried it out, and she realized I, that, that she didn't want to do it. And so I liked that ending. I didn't have a problem with it. But, uh, but yeah, I just, it was just a little over the top to me. The parents was just a little much, but other than that, I would give it a four out of five. I enjoyed it. Definitely. Same thing. Four out of five. Okay. So last one we're going to talk about is called North the Home. And this is Suzanne McBride is excited to spend her birthday with her family. It'll be the first time that her three adopted daughters will be together in years. This seems like a great time for a family reunion, but the sisters are each each wrestling with unique challenges that threaten to derail this special occasion. Will their bond be strong enough to survive this time together? So this was a drama, and you definitely had a great cast, Kimberly Sustead and uh, Lindsay uh, Fonesca and Barbara Niven. Uh, what did you think about it overall? Really honest with you guys, especially the podcast, you were listening. I fell asleep watching the movie because of my work schedule. So as I woke up, I'm like, did I just miss the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> I literally I had it playing. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I'm just my last one. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? We've, we've all been there. We've all been there. Don't worry. Well, basically, my thoughts yeah, on this movie, I thought that it was okay. Uh, it does have a pretty good cast. I have not been sold on Erica Durant yet. I liked her in Smallville, but her rom-coms just have not been my favorite. And she's just I really didn't like Open by Christmas last, uh, and then the one she did for Lifetime I didn't really like, and I don't know, she's just not, she's coming across to me as really grating, as opposed to sympathetic, uh, I don't know, I'm just not enjoying her performances for some reason. Um, she was, she got better for me as the movie went along, at first I was really irritated with her, the way that she was acting, um, but I did think that the moment there's a moment where she tells Matthew James Dowden, who's her husband, that she's pregnant. And I thought mm-hmm. that moment was really sweet and done very well. So that was good. I thought the moment where Kimberly Susted yells at Eric Durant for stepping away and the kids, uh, she's on a call when the kids are frosting cookies, which is a non-lethal activity. Like you cannot get injured. <laughs> like, 
It's not like, you know, I'd understand if it was like when they're watching something on the stove or, you know what I mean? Something where there was potential to be injured. No, there's nothing. Frosting cookies is not going to hurt them. And like, there's no parent in the world that's going to come home and be like, you let my children get frosting all over them. How dare you? You know, like what? I, that was just unhinged. I, I like, she expected her sister to stay there with these girls the entire time, ne- never let them out of their sights while they're doing something as benign as frosting cookies. I just thought it was ridiculous. So I was actually on Eric Durant's side there. I was like, you are crazy <laughs> person. Um, so yeah, she's thinking, Kimberly Sester's character is thinking about getting a job, a stay-at-home mom. She's married to Matt Hamilton. Uh, and so she's got this, her old boss is trying to tempt her back into the workplace. So that's what's going on. Uh, but uh, I don't know. She was a lot for me, even though I love Kimberly. Um, then you have mm-hmm. Lindsay's character, Posey, which is, I don't love that name, but whatever. Um, so she starts dating the neighbor and it turns out, or going out with the neighbor. Uh, and it turns out that the neighbor is actually the son of one of the, of the people of the couple that was with the three girls, their parents were with another couple when they got, uh, they lost their lives in Denali hiking in national in uh, Alaska. So he's actually doing like a book about recovery and uh, and the families of survivors and things like that. And so then they're like shocked yeah. that he would be kind of investigating them. Um, but eventually that all gets worked out and he's like, I didn't think I would fall in love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so I thought Barbara Nippon was very sweet. She's very good. Um, and so overall, I give this three crowns. It was a little slow, but, and there were parts where the characters were kind of irritating to me, but then there were also parts where it worked. It was a little bit hit and miss to me, this one, I would say. It's hard when you're doing these dramas because it's just, there's just, it's way harder to fit all of the character development that you need into 80 minutes Mm -hmm. compared to rom-com, which is a lot easier because you have these archetypes that are sort of set up and we immediately know the drama. It's tough. Especially doing three different stories within Mm -hmm. that timeframe. It was going to be different. It was like a three part trilogy to focus on each of the sisters. Then that probably would have been way better. Yes, I agree. And and that's what makes something like Sign Seal Delivered work as a drama because we already know the characters because it's a series and we're invested in them. So you don't need to introduce us to the characters. We can immediately get the story going with whatever is happening. So I think that's why it works better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you'll have to let us know when you finish it, what, uh, what your crown rating is. <laughs> yes, I will definitely let you guys know because I am off tomorrow. Or catching up with everything like I usually do during the week, and I'll let you guys know about my crown for this one. Very good. All right. Well, how can people find you and on social media and your content? Let's see. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Shereen16, which is S H R E E M 16. I'm usually on, on the gram or I'm on Twitter tweeting, catching up with my TV shows, what's going on, especially movies with the Hallmark universe. Like I said, I'm slowly gearing up for the love and Larry. You see where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and you make sure you all listen to our Love You Worry preview that we posted yesterday, uh, on Tuesday, our Love You Worry preview to find out all our thoughts about what's coming up and even some feature films. It was really fun. With Jen Golden, we have some Valentine's dating tips Uh, on that episode too. It's a really fun episode, Uh, but you can find me, the evil film critic, (laughs) Rachel's reviews, all over social media. (laughs) Great reviews. Social media, Rachel's reviews, 
and uh, on iTunes and on YouTube and at Rotten Tomatoes. You can find all of my reviews on there. <laughs> but also make sure you're following the podcast on Homework is Pod and Homework is Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews for our podcast. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much uh, for talking about all these movies and let us know what you think. Do you think we're too hard on them, too easy? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone.